My name is Amanda Holmes, and I think we all need more poetry in our lives. Some time ago, one of our listeners recommended Plurality by the Irish poet Lewis McNeese. He found it while reading literature for school, and it stuck with him ever since. He writes, The contrast he makes between man's desire to be godly and man's real nature is quite profound, and additional little pieces of McNeese's language, like mere mirror and is, is one with ought, for example, really seal the deal. So here it is by request, Plurality by Lewis McNeese. It is patent to the eye that cannot face the sun, the smug philosophers lie who say the world is one. World is other and other, world is here and there. Parmenides would smother life for lack of air, precluding birth and death. His crystal never breaks, no movement and no breath, no progress nor mistakes. Nothing begins or ends, no one loves or fights. All your foes are friends, and all your days are nights, and all the roads lead round and are not roads at all, and the soul is muscle-bound, the world a wooden ball. The modern monist too castrates, negates our lives, and nothing that we do make or become survives. His terror of confusion freezes the flowing stream into mere illusion. His craving for supreme completeness means he chokes each orifice with tight plaster as he evokes a dead ideal of white, all-white, universal, refusing to allow division or dispersal. Eternity is now, and now is therefore numb, a fact he does not see, postulating a dumb, static identity of essence and existence, which could not fuse without banishing to a distance belief along with doubt, action along with error, growth along with gaps. If man is a mere mirror of God, the gods collapse. No, the formula fails that fails to make it clear that only change prevails, that the seasons make the year. That a thing, a beast, a man, is what it is because it is something that began and is not what it was, yet is itself throughout, fluttering and unfurled, not to be cancelled out, not to be merged in world, its entity a denial of all that is not it. It's every move a trial through chaos and the pit, an absolute and so defiant of the one absolute, the row of noughts where time is done, where nothing goes or comes, and is, is one with ought, and all the possible sums alike resolve to naught. World is not like that. World is full of blind gulfs across the flat, jags against the mind, swollen or diminished according to the dice, foaming never finished, never the same twice. You talk of ultimate value, universal form, visions, let me tell you, that ride upon the storm and must be made and sought but cannot be maintained, lost as soon as caught, always to be regained. 
mainspring of our striving towards perfection, yet would not be worth achieving if the world were set, fair if error and choice did not exist, if dumb world should find its voice for good and God become incarnate once for all. No, perfection means something but must fall unless there intervenes between that meaning and the matter it should fill, time's revolving hand that never can be still. Which being so, and life affirmant, you and I can only live by strife, in that the living die, and, if we use the word eternal, stake a claim only to what a bird can find within the frame of momentary flight. The value will persist, but as event the night sweeps it away in mist. Man is man, because he might have been a beast and is not what he was, and feels himself increased. Man is man, inasmuch as he is not God, and yet hankers to see and touch the pantheon, and forget the means within the end, and man is truly man, in that he would transcend and flout the human span. A species become rich by seeing things as wrong and patching them, to which I am proud that I belong. Man is surely mad with discontent. He is hurled by lovely hopes or bad dreams against the world, raising a frail scaffold in never-ending flux, stubbornly when baffled, fumbling the stubborn crux, and so he must continue, raiding the abyss, with aching bone and sinew, conscious of things amiss, conscious of guilt and vast inadequacy and the sick ego and the broken past and the clock that goes too quick, conscious of waste of labour, conscious of spite and hate, of dissension with his neighbour, of beggars at the gate, but conscious also of love and the joy of things and the power of going beyond and above the limits of the lagging hour, Conscious of sunlight, conscious of death's inveigling touch, not completely conscious, but partly, and that is much. Thank you for listening. If you have any comments or suggestions for poems you'd like me to read, we'd love to hear from you. You can send us an email at podcast at theamericanscholar.org or comment on our website, theamericanscholar.org.